0: All right, my guest today is Jen Barber. We met many years ago at a church that we used to attend. It was probably around 2006, and I have asked her to share her story about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, Jen is a person who definitely loves to be behind a microphone in all possible ways. This is so easy for her um, to share her story, and uh, she's going to share about that. And I just want you to start, if you can, with sharing about your life, you know, as a, as a younger, younger child?
1: Well, I'm really happy to be here. And yes, I hope you uh, sense the sarcasm in April's <laughs> voice. <laughs> this is a first for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home and always going to church and went to some um, very mainline denominational churches. And so You know, talking about God and Jesus was very much a part of our daily conversation. The power of the Holy Spirit was maybe not talked about quite as much. And so that was a little different. Um, But I did grow up with a mother who was baptized in the Holy Spirit as a young girl, a very young girl. And she grew up speaking in tongues. So growing up, my brother and I, she would, you know, read to us every night and pray over us and that sort of thing. And praying over us in tongues was always part of it. And to be honest, we just were like, well, this is just what mom does. <laughs> it sounds a little weird. We don't know what it means, but it, it always felt good. You know, it was always very comforting and peaceful. And so I still remember there was um, one night, my brother and I are about five and a half years apart. And one night we were praying and he was a little guy, maybe four or five, something like that. And he wanted to participate in this praying in tongues <laughs> thing. And we didn't even we weren't even really sure what it was. My mom just called it her prayer language. That's, that's what we knew it to be. And so he added the phrase, labish not don't, I don't know what that means to this day. If anyone out there knows what it means, <laughs> we'd love to find out. Um, and that became part of our prayer each night. So we'd end with that in, at the end of the prayers. Um, so it was something I was familiar with. I didn't really talk about it much. My mom didn't really talk about it much. Um, the churches that we went to, that was not demonstrated in service. Uh, we weren't. I wasn't used to seeing anyone else do it besides my mom. So I wasn't even aware that there were all these people out there speaking in tongues. (laughs) And they had their own prayer languages.
0: So as you grew up, you were still in church, but you kind of were in a church where this wasn't ever discussed. And then you were at a specific event that this kind of all of a sudden just appeared in front of you can
1: you explain a little bit about that sure so growing up to me baptism was when you were in water and so as a toddler i was baptized with sprinkles on the head and then as an adult i went through a period where i'd kind of walked away from god and i was rededicating my life and i chose to be baptized immersed in water um still to me that was baptism you're saved you get baptized you're good to go you (laughs) know and one of my steps back to going to church and being rededicated was I would, uh, from time to time, go to Joyce Meyer concerts, Or uh, excuse me, conferences. I'd love to hear Joyce Meyer in concerts. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that would be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah, <laughs> conferences, excuse me. And so I had been to several of her conferences, and I would often go with friends, and we'd make a day of it. I lived on the Outer Banks, and we'd drive into Virginia Beach, and it would just be a fun day uh, with friends. Well, on this one occasion, everybody backed out at the last minute. So then I'm faced with, well, do I still go? Do I not go? And I very strongly felt that I needed to go, even by myself. So in true nature for me, I was running late and got there right about the end of worship. And I'm hightailing it up there and you know you're kind of frantic trying to get into your seat and get settled and I ended up way way up it was in a coliseum in Virginia Beach way up in the rafters almost to the point where I was there was no one behind me and nobody really on either side of me there were some people maybe two rows in front of me so I just had sort of sat off by myself and the second uh, I'm down in my seat Joyce comes on stage and see she starts speaking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit not really thinking much about it it wasn't something I was familiar with it was not something I know other people they long for it for years and to me it just wasn't even on my radar Mm -hmm. and she starts explaining it and going into teaching about it and how it's different from baptism and water and all of that and um, that goes on for several minutes and I'm getting stirred. You know, I started off with just feeling, being calm and peaceful and just happy to be there. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why am I feeling emotional all of a sudden? And then she has the call for if this is something that you desire, to stand up. And I felt that nudge, but I stayed in my seat. And she paused and she said, okay, some of you aren't standing. I'm going to give you a minute. <laughs> and then I felt even more convicted and then she's like, all right, now stand up. And I stay seated. <laughs> she, said, she paused again and she said, This is the last time you need to stand up if you want it now. And I felt two hands on my back push me out of my seat. And again, there was no one behind me. And then you're freaked out. <laughs> I guess I'm standing up. And at the same moment, so I'm standing, I went from being kind of calm to just crying like I've never cried in my whole life. And they were cleansing tears. It wasn't sorrow and sadness. It wasn't any of that. It was just a release is what it felt like. And as she's praying, I have my eyes closed, but I can still see the whole Colosseum. And I'm I'm seeing with my eyes closed angels just flying all over the Colosseum. This is not anything I'd ever experienced before. So know that If someone was telling me this story prior to this event, I would have thought, okay, they're interesting. That's an interesting person. Uh, So this was a first. All of this was a first for me. And so the angels are flying around, and then she does the, you know, you are now baptized in the Holy Spirit. In that moment, it was as if a 1,000 pounds was lifted off of my shoulders. And all this weight was gone. I felt light. Um, I felt at peace. And prior to this, I was someone who really did – get anxious very easily. And I would not only carry every burden in my own life, I would carry all my friends' burdens. And my mom always called me the mama and with my friends. And I was always worrying about them and almost worried about them more than they were worried about themselves sometimes. And so that, that has all changed. And that was from that day on, I was not the same person. And so while life through the same kind of stuff it always had, I handled it differently. And it wasn't out of anything that I did. It wasn't any works of my own. It was purely God changing me on the inside. Mm -hmm. And some things in my life have been gradual changes. That was a very dramatic, uh, profound change that happened that day. So
0: after she prayed that prayer and you had all this amazing stuff happen, you sit down in your seat. Were you able to
1: concentrate on the rest (laughs) of the conference? (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) I don't remember anything else from that conference or concert as I like to call it. Um, And I, you know, after the break, and we had some before the afternoon session, and I went out to lunch, I couldn't, I was on the verge of tears the rest of the day. Mm. And I remember going to lunch by myself and just sort of reflecting on everything that happened, trying not to cry in the middle of the restaurant that afternoon, and they were happy tears, there wasn't any sadness in them. But it was just overwhelmed at... God, one, being patient with me, that there I am reluctant, that's a theme, and I think a lot of us can relate to that, being reluctant to do what God tells us to do, but that he was patient with me, and then even if it resorted to him pushing me out of my seat, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, this is for you, I want this for you, Mm -hmm. and to hold, you know, Joyce back from continuing (laughs) with the prayer, you know, like, I've got people that aren't listening right now, I need you, I need them to, uh, to, to participate. Um, so no, I was a wreck the rest of the day, but it was wonderful. And and it, it was one of those things you want to share with a lot of people. And then there's certain people that are like, yes, that's awesome. And others that look at you like, I thought you were normal. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being one of those people who, when I started
0: kind of thinking about all this, you were the only person that I really knew at our church that had experienced, Mm -hmm. um, this kind of thing. And so I remember asking you about that, but, um, I think sometimes people have similar, questions or hang-ups in terms of understanding the baptism with the Holy Spirit or what it is or um, you know just certain things about it and one of the things that I love about your story is you said that you had kind of walked away from God and this was in the process of you coming back to God. Mm -hmm. I think one of the lies that people believe is that I have to be perfect and that baptism is a reward for good Christian service or that it's uh, a reward for knowing everything there is to know about it, but you
1: knew nothing about it. So you were kind of coming from that perspective. Oh, exactly. I mean, I didn't come in with any even desire for it because I was completely unaware of what it was. Mm -hmm. And so, no, you don't have to work for it or earn it. or That's just like your salvation. None of that Mm -hmm. is required.
0: Another thing that I think is um, kind of common with people after they get baptized in the Holy Spirit, this is an event that actually happens to them, Um, I think if the the devil can't keep us from wanting it or from receiving it, one of the things he tries to do is to start trying to convince us that that event was made up in our mind Mm -hmm. or whatever. So as somebody who you didn't really have a file for angels flying yeah, around in yeah, your head yeah. or yeah. even for what the baptism with the Holy Spirit was. Um, did you have that experience where you started to doubt what had happened? And if so, how did you overcome that doubt?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, she had us in the moment, you know, let's practice praying in tongues and that sort of thing. And it didn't just flow out of me, you know. And so other people talk about, oh, it just quickly came out of my mouth. And it's, you know, I do it all the time every day. And it was something I was very reluctant to do after that, even though I grew up with it. Um, even though I knew it was for me, you know, all these things, there was just some catch there. I kept trying to think of the words. So at this point, when she was having you just worship God by
0: speaking in a new tongue, were you relating this to that sound that your mom had made when she prayed over you as a child?
1: Oh, yes. And um, for my mom, it was just this free flowing peaceful smooth it was like her it was her other language mm-hmm. and if you asked her what it meant she's like I have no idea what I just said <laughs> but it just seemed to come so naturally and I felt like I was struggling with it mm-hmm. and that was hard, you know, or I was thinking of the words. I wonder if that's a real word. Am I doing this right? <laughs> and just judging myself with all of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So since that time, is it something that's um, changed in the way that you pray in the spirit?
1: Oh, very much so. It's evolved for sure. There were, and it was a long time where I just sort of held off on that part of it. Not that I couldn't do it. I was just stopped, not not allowing myself to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, just in the last several years, areas of growth in my walk with God have just freed me up with a lot of that. And the one thing that God's done for me specifically was when I start to pray in the spirit is it's almost like my hearing goes out. <laughs> I can hear everything but myself. Um, I can hear the worship music or I can hear other people around me praying in the spirit, but I can't even hear my, my mouth is moving, words are coming out, all of that. And it is this, it will be, it will bubble out of me now where I can't, I was like, here it comes. It's coming out you know? <laughs> and it's quiet. I'm not, you know, you're not going to hear me shouting it out and in, in church right now, right uh, now. You don't right want <laughs> to do it into the microphone for everybody. <laughs> please. No, no, <laughs> please. No, <laughs> but again, it's been some that it's God's patience. Again, being demonstrated, you know, we want to be right immediately. We want to do it perfect immediately. And, that's just not required with God. He's very patient with us. Mm-hmm.
0: So how would you say the baptism of the Holy Spirit has, you, you kind of shared a little bit about how it's helped you in terms of anxiety. You don't worry, you are able to kind of cast your cares upon him. Um, but you also were sharing a little bit, but if you could go a little more further into praying in the Spirit and how that has changed your prayer life and how that's changed things.
1: Well definitely if I am if there's um, once I start to pray in the spirit there is a I feel powerful. I no longer feel like I am begging God or pleading with him or any of that. It's like all that junk gets pushed out of the way and it's this direct communication and I may start off not feeling very strong but as I continue I feel stronger and stronger. And if I'm alone in my house my hands are up it's my, it. then it gets louder. <laughs> you know? And it is, it's almost like a warrior stance. It's not a please, God, please, God, please do this, because he's already done it. And, and so he's, you know, he hears us. And he just wants us to come in agreement with him. For somebody who maybe has come from a background where it wasn't
0: just not talked about, but maybe it was, you know, don't do this, or this isn't biblical, or whatever, do you have any advice for your experience with this,
1: and how it's tied to your biblical understanding as well? Well, I can definitely say while I was somewhat comfortable with speaking in tongues, or having other people do that, I wasn't used to them speaking out in church, so that was different for me, or other demonstrations of the gifts of the Spirit, that was all new, and that to be, to be patient with people, and to just understand that, when you've experienced it, it takes the stigma away. It takes the the oddity of it away. And to just understand where people are coming from, that it's either a lack of experience or negative experience with that thing. And to just know that it is God's will. It is what he wants. And that you're just praying that people have the fullness of God and the fullness of their salvation and everything that God has for them.
0: And that's one of the reasons for this podcast is so, you know, like you said, if people don't have any understanding or if they've had a negative experience that they can come somewhere and they can hear about it in a way that's just people sharing their own stories. Um, I know you shared this with me when we were um, at our own church, but you didn't share this with everybody. And like you said, you've shared it with people before and the response was, okay, so um, just wanted to thank you for being brave (laughs) enough to um to come and to share your story i know this is not your forte necessarily but um something that i knew that you were supposed to do and um and share your story so thank you for that is there anything else that you would like to share in regards to this topic with anybody that may be listening
1: well i want to quickly share just how i ended up even doing this podcast so so that you know how i even got here so april first brought it to me she's like so when are we gonna when you gonna do my podcast i said never not gonna happen (laughs) never ever ever and i was adamant never gonna happen (laughs) And then I don't know, I was driving or whatever. And God God just said, you know, you're doing the podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay. (laughs) Thank you, God. (laughs) April and I were talking and the topic came up again. And I said, yeah, I'm doing the podcast Mm -hmm. because God told me to. (laughs) So that is that closeness and just that communication with God. That's, it's just amazing. And that, you know, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it just enriches that and deepens that and just provides all these other ways for him to communicate with you and for you to communicate with him and it just enriches your life. And to just have our father just who loves us so deeply and knows what's best for us and knows, I mean, it's incredible how much he loves us. And this is just another way of him to show that. And I love the point you made too,
0: that he wants to do all this, but it just enriches what we already have. I think another thing that sometimes can hinder people is this, this feeling of judgment almost like, well, you say, if I don't have it, then I'm not as good as somebody who has it or whatever. And that's never the case. It's something that God wants to give as an extra yeah. thing to help and in, 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 even make what your life with Him is even more
1: incredible. Prior to the event where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was, I was saved. I, w- I, I was a child of God. But <laughs> what I was dealing with on a daily basis with the anxiety and with the worry and carrying everything all the time, it was not God's best for me. It was not everything that He had for me. So there was more. There was more he wanted for me to do. There's more that he wanted me to experience and just in my relationship with him. And so while I wasn't bad for not being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just missing out. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more out there. And, and the unknown is scary. The unknown is um, intimidating. And you don't want to, people to think you're weird. And <laughs> we all we can all relate to that, you know. But you just hit that point where you're like, this is so good that I, I'm just not really concerned with what people think right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> you know, God is that good. And I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm okay. So um, growing up in the churches that, that I did, my, it was not speaking in tongues was not customary. It was not something that was done on a regular basis. And a lot of the people in those churches saw it as um, a little scary or um, even anti-biblical, at that, depending on who you were speaking to. And my parents, when I was younger, they were part of a great small group. And there was one night they were having a little barbecue get-together with all the families and all the kids. And the adults are sitting around, and the topic of speaking in tongues came up. And one of the gentlemen in the group, he got very uncomfortable and he stood up and he was going to walk away. And my mom said, where do you think you're going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and she goes, sit down. She goes, because, you know, I speak in tongues, right? And that's not something that everybody in that group knew. And they were like, what? They're like, well, no, we thought you were. We thought you were normal, what? <laughs> so and they they saw her as someone who definitely knew her Bible and very much um, was in tune with God and and followed and prayed and sought God's will and and so it really challenged them to kind of rethink who they thought spoke in tongues, mm-hmm. you know, that they, it wasn't a fringe type situation. Makes me think of a class that we were in where
0: they were talking about the upper room and how it was the 120 and that that was Mary was one of those people in the room and mm-hmm. how Mother Mary spoke in tongues. Like that's just a weird kind of thought to have. Yeah. So, uh, Mother Finlayson. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <tons>. That's right. <laughs> one of the things that you shared was one of the benefits of being baptized with the Holy Spirit was teaching you kind of how to cast your cares on Him and how to get rid of that anxiety and that was beneficial for you especially because what followed just about a year or so after um, your experience with the Holy Spirit.
1: Yes, definitely. So you don't always know at the time what you're being prepared for Mm -hmm. (laughs) and thankfully I didn't at that time know what I was being prepared for but in the fall of 2002, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, and that became a battle that lasted almost a full two years mm-hmm. for my life, and according to the doctors, I wasn't going to make it. It was, you know, 25% chance of survival and all that kind of stuff, uh, God had other plans, um, but there were plenty of opportunities for me to be anxious, for me to be worried, for me to freak out, mm-hmm. um, plenty of opportunity for that, and the two years prior to that where I was seeking him and hungry for him and just... Anything I could get my hands on or any conversation I could have or anything where I could get to know God better, I was after it the two years prior to that uh, diagnosis. And so that definitely, I had all that to go back to in my time of need. And so during that walk, that battle with cancer, it just, it took all this head knowledge that I had and it put it in my heart and it made all those promises of God, real. Again, it was another experience that you can't... Once you have that experience, you can't take that from somebody. Mm-hmm. There's no amount of somebody doubting that's going to change your opinion of that or what God can do. So walking through that, definitely there were times that I was scared. I mean, that would be unrealistic to say that there weren't, but that I had my father to go to. And I could... There was a time I was walking around Lake Land, I used to live over there. And I was just having a rough day. And I was walking my dog and with my little hat on, because I didn't have any hair at the time, (laughs) and it's not what a 20-something year old woman wants to be doing at that point in her life, and crying behind my sunglasses, going, Dad, I need you. Daddy, I need you. And I physically felt him hold my hand, and there were those hands again, and it was exactly what I needed, and it just brought me through. I was like, okay, he's right there. He's right beside me, He's not going to drop me. And there were just numerous times like that where he either spoke through other people or he spoke to me directly or through his word, even through... TV programs. I mean, it just didn't matter. He was constantly talking to me, and that's what he wants to do for everybody.
0: Thank you again for sharing your story. I'd love for you to close just by praying for people who are listening that may feel like you felt all those years before, um, because I know that there's a way that you can pray that only you can pray um, for people that are listening.
1: Oh, Father, we just, we love you so much, and we just thank you that you love us in a way that we can't ever imagine. Thank you for your patience, Thank you that you know every bit of us and you know exactly what we need and you know how we need that. how that We need that instruction or how we need that comfort or how we need that specific word. And we thank you for that. And I just, I pray for everybody out there who is seeking you that you'll just draw them closer and show them the path and just envelop them in your arms so that they feel the love that you offer to us every single day. And thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you have planned for us and all that you see in our future. And you see the end before the beginning. We thank you for all that. Amen. Amen.